Welcome to InScripture Podcast. We're so glad to have you listen with us while we dive into Scripture and dissect God's Word verse by verse. Listen with us, and don't forget to leave us questions and feedback as you journey with us through His Word. All right, let's cut to the chase. Is it weird that my wife already has Christmas decorations up? Yes, I drive by your house Dude. and I see those <laughs> every time. And she's mad at me that we don't have more up. I don't think she's the first no. one though, so don't be. She's not, no, she may have been though because this was done like a while ago. No, actually. my wife put it up about a week ago. Pretty much. You already have post we Halloween. Did it. Yeah, we did it. It's like going up. What right was now. Halloween? It was like a Saturday. No, we were at the trip. We came back from the trip. The day we came back, <laughs> we went shopping for Christmas decorations. On the drive home, she takes a nap for four hours. Oh, I'm driving and, and she's like, do you want to stop by um, Hobby Lobby? <laughs> Said in that voice too. Yeah. Hey, and so we gets, got Christmas decorations. It gets worse because what happens is over the years, she's going to see like this really nice, expensive Christmas tree, which looks exactly just like a Walmart Christmas tree. But she'll be like, but this one's really nice and high brand and we can keep reusing it every year. So let's tree? just pay three times the price for what the Walmart one is. And then it's going to be so much better. And see, what I'm scared about is inflation where if I let her do too much this year, she's going to expect more next year. So I'm like trying my hardest to like tone yeah, it that's, back. That's not <laughs> just with Christmas. Christmas inflation. <laughs> it's I called exponential said. growth. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have one kid, your wife's going to want three more well, kids. Well, I told her the kid or the tree, so I don't know. Well, my wife is the same. If we were not in the process of remodeling a house right now that we just bought, uh, we would already be hanging up Christmas tree lights right now. Well, while you're remodeling, just nail in a bunch of Christmas lights and permanently walls. install them. Because apparently to females, <laughs> it's just, just nail it in. It's okay. It's no problem. Yeah. Just nail it in. I'm glad that our house is a ranch now. It's not a two story. So mm. climbing that height is not as scary anymore. I wasn't going to do it anyways. I'm scared of heights. <laughs> you are? And she knows that. Oh yeah. Is she going to do it? She, we're not hanging lights on, on top of the house at all. Why? Because we got a new, brand new metal a boxing and everything. I'm so, not about to let her ruin that. You just put like a plastic clippy thing and that's it. Just plastic can't scratch amateur, metal, bro. bro. If she wants it, she can do, do it. it. But don't encourage her, guys. <laughs> I'm going to have a talk. I'm going to yeah. let my wife talk <laughs> to your wife. <laughs> We're going to send her some Amazon links to some clips and all the other stuff. Then you're going to be in the hole. <laughs> or you can just install the permanent kind, paint, paint it over so it's seamless and just keep them there. I want to give a fair warning. We have to start being careful about what we talk about because the friends and our wives that we do to think that don't listen actually end up listening. <laughs> and then I hear all about it throughout the whole week. Like, for example, our friend Mark, he never listened to one of our podcasts. Then he, he randomly is like, oh, I listened to one of the ones y'all making fun of me about Ryobi. <laughs> I don't even have Ryobi. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently his wife listens and she had like remembered where it was and she sent it to him and he listened and then uh that's what he was messaging us about just listen to your podcast so yeah we got to keep the that one shade growing to a low <laughs> took it took one time uh it's funny but we have good friends though he's uh takes it well so we can mark in. yeah we have guests today one of them is not much of a guest. He's just a BTS kind of guy. Yeah, we have the esteemed, the wonderful <laughs> Max Attack. <laughs> that was Max. <laughs> <laughs> this 
is why we, he's, <laughs> he's behind not, the scenes. He's not used to recording. <laughs> is your nose bleeding? My, is it? Is it? <laughs> it might be, dude. My nose bleeds when I don't it want to get cold. blood all over your beautiful coffee table. Coffee <laughs> <laughs> is exactly what this is. Coffee table. Don't hate. Appreciate Max, that. welcome back. How are you doing? Doing quite swell. Yeah. Still How's up, editing going? How's late Sorry. editing going? I'm not really editing. I think uh, you should take this time to officially apologize to our listeners <laughs> for the delays. <laughs> I officially apologize for the 17 hour delays we've been experiencing <laughs> past couple of weeks. Our servers are gone down. Our customer service <laughs> rep has been getting blown up. Facebook crash. <laughs> no, again, Max, we're really thankful for all this you do. You do a, a, a lot of work for us. A, a lot of stuff that I definitely wouldn't be able to do. Neither so, would I. Yeah, so I probably could. You know, we have it. two real. We have we have two tech guys. <laughs> I don't want to, we have two tech guys whose career is like doing IT. this kind of stuff, and they don't want to. Not do this it. kind of stuff. Just IT stuff. But we got our hands full, so I'm glad that you're doing it. Thank you. It's yeah. Well, I'm kind of starting to get my hands full, so. No, uh, that sucks. Uh, yeah, tell, tell us guess. about it. What are you getting your hands full with? Yeah, I noticed you came in with something, and I something. was kind of confused. Something, something. Someone. I was confused. <laughs> Why you, uh, please. First, I was surprised it was female because usually you're around a bunch of dudes. <laughs> so that was one thing that caught me off guard. Please introduce this. <laughs> yeah, dude. Come on. Um, Someone. Well, let, let's have her introduce herself. Hi, my name's Karina. <laughs> Hello. And that my was name a girly laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Karina. Thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got carried away with the soundboard. <laughs> Karina, tell uh, us a little about yourself. Like who you are, where you not well, what if like just tell us about yourself. Where like, are you from? Just Charlotte. Quick, quick two bits. Not originally from Charlotte, but from California. Ooh. Been here for four years in Charlotte. Nice. How are you liking it? I'm used to it. It's pretty nice. What's your favorite part other than Max? Because <laughs> that's everyone's favorite part. So you can't you can't pick that one. Can't. Nobody can beat Max, I guess. Everybody knows their favorite part is Dunwell's. Mm, mm -hmm. That's true. That's Especially fried Oreos. Dunwell's. Uh, if you know, you know. Was it 75 cent chicken wing night? It's a sports bar. <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss In-N-Out? Yes. Is it really that good? Yeah. You have to grow up on it to. I mean, to it's just. Really it's just you've never had it. If it's. If you have to grow their up, their fries are all right, good. but their burgers are out of this world. But some people say it's overrated. I'm well, Dunwell's really is better. Not. People say the same thing about Don't Five burger. Guys, and I don't like. I don't like Five Guys. It's too greasy. Only it's Mark Fayen likes Five Guys. Yeah, but he's not here. Too bad. So tell us, Karina, why are you here with us today? Who invited you? Well, Max did, and I guess all of you guys did too. <coughs> really? Why? What's so I only invited that? you because they invited me to invite you. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to keep it smooth here, Max. You don't have to tell all our secrets. <laughs> no, but we uh, we're doing a marriage kind of. Uh, Sorry, we're doing a preparation for marriage little snippet mm. episodes. It's going to be very basic, very uh, kind of superficial type uh, conversational, just more conversational than anything else. Just to maybe give some pointers because. Uh, like most of us are me, Mark, Mark, Josh, Alex, and Vlad. We're all married for several years. And um, all of us but one already have kids. 
for now, which is fine. And then we have we Max. <laughs> we have Max and Karina here, our last member of our podcast group, getting married. So praise the Lord for that. Ooh. And uh, I think we just wanted them to share maybe some tidbits for some listeners that might be in the same process. Hold on, hold on. is in scripture getting a wedding invite? <laughs> Because if, if only Serge is getting it's gonna away, be late, like the episode up. Yes, I put the list together myself. I'm, uh, I'm a guaranteed invite. So we're gonna do like one that. of those. You know how football game goes on and they have a like a like the panel where they all talk about we're gonna do the one by your wedding. <laughs> so what we're do you think about Max's dress? Com- yeah. yeah, he's got a nice tie. <laughs> Their host is uh all right, but. <laughs> I don't know. Who yeah, we're excited to talk a little bit. We um, obviously there is a lot to be said on this topic. One episode is not going to cover everything. It's barely going to cover anything. And there's a ton in scripture written about relationships. There's a ton written about marriage. Um, but we just wanted to take this opportunity to maybe sit down with some people who are actually going through it. You know, people who are in the middle of preparing for marriage and also us who have been in marriage for a while, you know, to different lengths. I've barely been married. I've been married a little over a year, so I don't consider myself experienced in the least. The for first sure. year is the most important one. Uh, yeah, I'm for sure still learning a ton. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's a topic that I think needs to be brought up more often. Um, it's something that the younger generation is often neglected to be taught in this in this whole area. Again, it is really hard to specifically say what is 100% right or wrong in some aspects because a lot of it is very personal. People are different. And, and especially when you take two different people and try to mesh them together, that's even harder. And I'm saying that as someone who has to has spent the last year trying to mesh with someone else, you know, and, and I just wanted us to maybe take this time and just talk, talk about what the experience is like, what what we want, might remember. I kind of want to start off with that, actually, Alex and Serge. If you guys can maybe remember what it was like for you guys preparing for marriage and like the beginning step of marriage itself. And then maybe I want Max and Karina to maybe say their perspective of what it's like for them to prepare for marriage right now. Boy, where do I start? You're never prepared. Just one thing. I don't Just think you're one thing. prepared. I don't think you're ever a hundred fully percent prepared until it finally happens. And even then you realize I could have done this or that better, which is okay. Cause it, it's a learning process and it was fun. I think the hardest part for us to some degree was that we were very young. Uh, I think at first when I, me and Alina just started talking, she was 16 and I was 18 and then we got married. She was 18 and I was 20. Um, it's just, we had a long distance relationship. She lived in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I was here in Charlotte. So about 600 plus miles apart, nine hour drive. I only saw her about maybe nine times. I forgot the number. I want to say seven or nine times before, from the time we started talking to the time we got married. Not a whole lot. A lot of people do that a lot more often today, but that was definitely a hard thing for us is that communication. She didn't have a cell phone back then. You know, this was- this is Instagram. Yeah, way before Instagram. This is uh um, send letters. <laughs> we did actually send letters. Oh, uh, I was just kidding. That's cute. No, we actually we want we wanted to create as cheesy or corny as it was. We <laughs> wanted to create sentimental things that we can look back on. Oh. And letters was definitely one of those things. So we handwritten letters uh, to each other during those two and a half years or so from the time we started talking to the time we got married. Um, yeah, it was just the distance part. We couldn't always communicate, but 
we did find a way to talk to each other at least for a little bit every single literally every single day from the time we started talking all the way up to even a couple of years after our marriage job well till now too. <laughs> but every single day like literally every single day do you still talk up. to her every day <laughs> I know, that's what I was going to ask you. you I'm still not going to answer that. No, yes, we do, of course. <laughs> like, babe, Maddie's away. Can you go get her? <laughs> Alex, what about you? What was the question again? Um, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, you remember? Because I forgot. <laughs> I think uh, I kind of go along the same boat as uh, Serge here. Uh, unfortunately, our wives are from the same city, <laughs> the Grand Erie, Pennsylvania, that is so well known. So, so is Mark's wife. And Mark's wife. Wow, three of our wives in this podcast. Not me. Yeah. Not this Mark, our Mark family. Mark with the K. The older one. Um, so the, the distance was a factor for us. Although it was not 600 miles, we were about 400 miles. And I pretty much saw... Uh, Marina maybe seven, eight times, I think in total before we got married. Um, our process was fairly quick though. We started talking in about, I think after a Virginia conference, which was around December. Mm -hmm. Mythical. Virginia the, conference. The famous. Coming up, Virginia conference. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> we, tickets. we talked and then I think April of the next year is when our relationship got more serious. And the same year in September is when I proposed. And, and June, so not even a year. June of the following year, we got married. Yeah, quick. So um, the distance definitely plays a part because you got to make big decisions very far away. Um, so that goes to my point that I was trying to make. Honestly, I think finding Marina and getting married, I think, was one of my first testaments of like faith of believing that God has something planned for me that I'm pretty much not in control of at all. I don't really know what I'm getting into, but I had full faith, full trust in God that he will help us out no matter what. And I think um, just having that helped me and helped her. And because we were so different when we got together, um, there was a lot of things we disagreed on, but somehow we've, we've managed to work all those things out. Um, and I think the, the thing that helped us most is obviously, um, I like this term here, is trusting Christ alone for salvation. That was our number one thing. If we both trusted Christ alone and received Christ, and that was the most important part. And I think from that foundation, everything else kind of just builds up from your effort. I married a pastor's kid. Yeah. So like from, from the whole, I guess, her being involved in ministry and, and, and her faith was not even a question to me because I, her works were very evident of her faith. So you know, I know some that, bad pastor's kids. I know, but I'm very blessed that <laughs> my wife was the one that you would expect to, you know, see the good yeah. side. But I'm sure it was still a step of faith because oh, there's yeah. a lot of unknowns. Because back then, like, like a you lot guys, of Karina and Max, like you guys, if you want to see each other, boom, right then and there, 15 minutes away or whatever, you guys see each other. Or yeah. even if you are long distance, yeah. FaceTime is... FaceTime now, back then we didn't away. have FaceTime. We had Skype and like two megapixel type video calling. <laughs> was I'm not that old, so we had FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, well... You guys are kind of depressing me because you guys are making this sound really complicated, man. Like, honestly, you, it wasn't. But it was. you guys are making it sound complicated. You guys are making it, it sound scary. Of, honestly, it was kind of intriguing because it's like you don't see that. Well, I don't know about you because you had very short. I had two and a half year spans, same amount of time of visits as you did, but mine was spanned out longer. So there would be months before I would see her face to face again. 
And yeah, it's intriguing. It's like you spent all this time talking virtually, not even like FaceTime, just either texting or phone call. And then you meet face to face. For some people that is actually a stumbling block because they're like get all awkward and shy. Mm -hmm. and they don't know what to talk about because they're so used to the virtual world. Um, but yeah, that was definitely, my parents feared that would happen to me, but I proved them otherwise. <laughs> and here you are. We bonded very well. <laughs> All right, Max, Karina, what about you guys? Wait, what about Mark? I, ours is pretty normal. We were, we're not 500 miles Max, away. Max, Karina, what about you guys? <laughs> Skips right over, dude. What was the question again, Alex? <laughs> it had something to do with what was the Oops. hardest part. About, yeah, so oh, about preparing challenging, but in terms of um, blah, 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 something like that. Well, I mean, if I'm going to pick one thing, I guess, and I think this is something that uh, I don't think it's anything crazy to say, but family for sure is a huge blessing when it comes to preparing for marriage. And uh, at the same time, it could be the biggest, like, I, I don't want to use that, that careful, careful word, Tr trial of faith. <laughs> yes. Let's, <laughs> let's say that it's a Christian podcast. Yes. Family can be the biggest trial of faith when you're preparing for marriage, because again, you're dealing with people who have their entire own mindset on life. You know, you're dealing with parents who have their own view of what they think their child deserves or needs or wants or whatever. And you have another set of parents who also have the same thing. And, and I think for us, and I don't think it's just for us. I think for pretty much most people getting married, that's a, that's an area where it might not be like horrible and, and it wasn't horrible for us, but there are for sure times where you're meeting up with parents and it's just little nuances where it's like, man, like, why can't they just see eye to eye? Like, we're just trying to get this done. You know, a lot of stuff that we didn't even care about as a couple, but you know, for parents, because it is their kids getting married too. And you know, they want to be happy too. They want to celebrate too. But that's, I guess, one of the things that, you know, for us, we didn't have long distance or anything. We all, we both kind of grew up here in Charlotte. You know, I was born here. She moved here when she was like six, I think. So we both grew up here. We've known each other since we were kids. So it was pretty uh, fun fact. She's from Massachusetts. That's wrong. Uh, ick. <laughs> I wanted to leave that part out. <laughs> She's Sorry. a Carolina girl. She moved here when she was yeah, like six. Yeah. We've converted her. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Are you Max, satisfied, sir? I'm almost satisfied. Okay, Max, Karina, tell us, how is preparing for a wedding in 2021 in the middle of a pandemic? I guess I'll go first. Uh, it could be stressful pretty much 98% of the time. This is a judgment-free zone, by the way. So you're actually doing stuff? I didn't do anything for my wedding. Really? I just paid a bunch of money. <laughs> I mean, it turned out fine, so I don't know. Maybe I could kick it back too. But now it just becomes a big management of your priorities pretty much. Mm -hmm. and what DC has more important at times. I mean, marriage is pretty important, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Kadena, are you enjoying this? Because Max seemed pretty... Uh, Stressed out. <laughs> I think he's afraid he's he, gonna he didn't get sound as excited as we were. <laughs> he's gonna get smacked for if he says something wrong. So he's I like, I got I'm not the one that stresses him out though. <laughs> At least I don't think. <laughs> should we should we have her step out for a sec, Max? <laughs> She'll probably listen to this later anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's stressful at times I'd say, but I think like having help from parents, even though yes, they could also be a little stressful sometimes, like getting that help and like 
asking people, different people that have been married already, it's it's really helpful. It's like it's stressful, but sometimes you got to like kind of forget about it, let it go and kind of take a step back and look at it on a bigger timeline and uh, no, are you look the, at the big picture. Are you guys like dividing uh, responsibilities like... I don't know, like you're in charge of photograph, finding a photographer and video, you're in charge of decor or vice versa, or how you, are you guys dividing things or? Are you doing your own photography at your wedding? <laughs> I was trying to convince That's her. what he was saying. I'm just like, good luck. <laughs> Selfie. Let <me> <laughs> okay, let's continue. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I'm going to do videography, my own videography. <laughs> just have a drone flying over you the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on, get up on the altar and wait. Shaz, I'm trying to get the cake shots. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Battery died. (laughs) I'll be right back. I forgot the battery. Dude, yo, speaking of forgetting, I forgot my wedding band at the hotel after I left the hotel already to go to church. I lost mine like two days after the wedding. I don't even know where mine came from. I mean, I didn't lose it. I knew exactly where it was, but I forgot it. it. But I mean, I got one of those like, Tungsten twenty dollar ones on Amazon. So it wasn't twenty; it was like ten actually. I lost oh, mine so. like three years ago, and I, I never bought it. Didn't care. I broke mine. Tungsten carbide ring, and I got it replaced for free. But it wasn't fifty dollars; so it was more like three hundred dollars because I was a dumb enough to buy it from a real jewelry store instead <laughs> of Amazon. <laughs> so, but yeah, I wanted us to maybe switch tones a little bit and maybe get into some of the. All right, let's more. open up Ephesians. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter two and three. And get into more of a, a, the spiritual side of preparing for marriage. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, Max, Karina, have you, have you felt any sort of like strengthening spiritually? Has it been a challenge for you guys spiritually? Um, I know that the thing is, it is, it's such a busy time that it's sometimes it, you kind of, I don't want to say you stray because it's not necessarily like straying as if you're like doing something wrong, but because you're so busy, sometimes it is easy for us to neglect our, our day-to-day like godly ritual of reading, praying, those kinds of things. You know, what, what is, what is getting married been like for you guys as far as your relationship with God? Oh, uh, in some ways it's been strengthened in some ways, maybe weakened because going back to what I said, like priorities, like sometimes you, don't have time like you you got to skip something in order to make time for something else regarding preparations but a really good thing we've been doing is like this not really cliche but like reading the bible and like the bible app we kind of do like plans together Mm. like we're actually going through one right now it's called did you read it today yeah, we're we're in the middle of reading. It's we're called Our Keys to a Healthier Communication in Marriage. It's like oh, really that's a good, good one because communication is a big factor in marriage. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get that down before marriage, it's going to be tough afterwards. But yeah, that's good. That's not you have I any, didn't have those when I was getting ready. So do you have any examples of communication? Talking? Either good communication or bad communication. Talking is good. Not well, talking is bad. Not <laughs> Yeah, try to talk to her. <laughs> you know, it's, say hi at least once a day. Um, no, like one, <laughs> one thing I've, I noticed, um, I guess a bad key of communication is when you're 
if you come home from work and your wife asks you, because she will ask you this every single day when you come from work, is how was your day, right? And typically you're gonna wanna say, well, it's just like any other day, right? That's the wrong answer. That is bad communication. You gotta give her detail. Write that down, Max. <laughs> you gotta give her details. You tell her it was good and then why. If it was bad and then why. And you don't have to go all out details, but you have to be dynamic in your communication. You can't be stale with the same answers every single day, right? That's that's just like one key part I noticed. I learned throughout my, and I learned actually kind of through my, talking to my parents, because my parents were like that too about me whenever I came home from work, even before I was married. And I, I kind of noticed that I started growing hostile towards them because it's like, oh, they're always asking me the same old question every single day. Don't they just know that my day is just fine, right? <laughs> and it just started getting this like very hostile attitude towards them. And not just that question, it, it started to, uh, overflow into other areas in, in my relationship with my parents. And so um, then I just kind of, well, let me just try to answer it. Like I really should answer like just either good, bad, great, horrible, and just a little bit of details of why. And you'll see how much your communication will spark in a good way. Well, I want to read a quick verse. Um, this is Jesus speaking in the book of Mark. Uh, chapter 10 and two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. And going along with this conversation of community or community conversation, <laughs> communication, <laughs> communication, conversation, whatever, having that communication with your partner, it's, it's taken to another level and it's maybe like a level that we don't even fully understand, I guess, especially as like young married people of you're one with this person, including your communication. And that's, that's a place where, you know, I'll admit as someone who's only been married for like a year, I'm me and me and my wife are definitely still learning that, you know, there's definitely a, a, a barrier with communication where we understand that according to scripture, we're supposed to be one, but communication needs to be just as unified as we are. And, and that means, knowing how to talk to her and knowing how to receive what she says and being on the same like wavelength when it comes mm -hmm. to communication, so, which it's, it's hard to explain it. Cause it's, it's not like, I don't know. I never thought about it as that, but it is. So here's another good pointer of communication. I know not everybody does this and people do this to various degrees and whatever you feel comfortable with, that's fine. But I highly advise you guys to do this. So how, how long till you guys get married? Uh, March. Tomorrow. March? <laughs> Around 120 days. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. She would know the specifics. She's got that countdown timer on her app. <laughs> going to carve that on her own. <laughs> uh, so, 100, those so are like three, four, four, months. four months. Four months. Okay, good. So, you still have time. Good math. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm not a math major, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very long applause. <laughs> um, so, one thing that me and my wife did uh, back when we were, I don't remember if this, I think I did this before we got engaged even. Uh, we took a walk, yeah, because I wanted to make sure I know what I'm getting, what I'm committing to before I get engaged. And so we uh, set, wrote down some questions, uh, some like now questions, what are our opinions on certain things in terms of like church, family, you know, work, kind of careers we plan to have in the future and types of stuff. I know a lot of that's subject to change and you know there's no guarantees 
but just kind of knowing what you guys, like you said, in sync in terms of wavelengths and preparation and future planning. And then uh, kind of like a five, 10 years down the road, where do we see ourselves in that time? And being able to communicate those kinds of plans about yourself, about your family, um, where you see your guys self kind of, you know, hoping to get involved in ministry, where you guys planning to live, how many kids, you know, like I said, none of those are set in stone, none of those are guaranteed, but getting that ball rolling in terms of communication to get yourself on the same wavelength, um, that is a good start to making your communication, you know, be good before you even get married. So I, if, I don't know if you guys did that yet, but I highly guys advise you guys do that and to anyone that's maybe in the same position right now. I mean, we've certainly discussed that, like, kind of plans for life and what our outlook on life is, but you're right. Like, if, let's say, my plans were I want to stay here and do, like, work in church and worship and that kind of stuff, and her plans in life is, like, to move to New York, then there's obviously kind of no connection there, you know? New York? What do you mean? Drop your stuff and go to New York. <laughs> like New York City? Be a missionary. No, that, that was just an example. Up. I didn't okay. actually say this. <laughs> just, just as an example. But, um, I don't want this to be a marriage counseling session from us because that's not what it is. Um, I do notice that you guys are, to, you seem to me to be a godly couple. So I think you're in a stage of life that we easily skip over or fly over because there's just so much going on. Um, you have a big day coming up and you're planning for it, but you're still in an interesting stage of your relationship. So um, I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that are thinking about, you know, beginning a different, that next stage in their life with a special person. Uh, they might be interested in somebody. So you guys have kind of already, I think, flown over the, you know, meeting, the dating. So can you give some tips, some tricks to, to maybe those who are just beginning that to have a godly relationship? Because like I said earlier, um, you both come from Christian families and you both serve in, and you both love Christ and you both serve in church. So I'm sure you guys have a, an outlook that is very biblical based when it comes to a relationship. Is there anything you can recommend to um, somebody that could be either in your shoes right now? Don't worry, you're not on the or, spot. Or right trying anything. to get like, into your shoes. <laughs> like how to find a girl? Or? No, just, <laughs> okay, uh, let's let, say. Let me, let me rephrase, how to keep your relationship pure and holy. Yeah. And, and, and getting to where you are now, because I think we all know that. What are some of the things you guys did to keep Christ between you, even well, though you were? One of the things was what I kind of talked about was like delving into God's word and like the Bible plans. Mm -hmm. Another one is uh, like, doing ministry in church like we're both in choir and church almost every single day which is kind of what helped us connect and meet each are other are you gonna awesome. teach her how to edit podcast episodes <laughs> i watch him do it sometimes oh, really? like what <laughs> they, they would probably be on time, <laughs> it on time. upload like pff, done <laughs> so Karina, what kind of advice would you maybe give to some of the girls listening who i mean let's face it that's it's not an easy climate to be looking for a partner that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And yet, obviously that's something that especially girls desire at a younger age than most guys were pretty dumb. And it usually <laughs> takes us a while to get to the point where we're like, yeah, I kind of want to settle down and just, you know, be happy. But like, what, what is some advice you'd give to, and I, I want to keep this specifically towards Christian girls, you know, because I think that is a place where it does get kind of complicated because after a couple rejections or after a couple 
you know, maybe issues, you start almost, it ends up starting to affect your relationship with Christ, you know, because, you know, things might feel hopeless or you feel like, why is it just me? You, you see everyone around you getting married and it's a, it's a difficult time for, you know, a teenage girl to be in. What's some advice you'd give to girls who, who might feel that way, who might feel a little lost or, or just, just kind of just waiting, you know, cause it could just be right around the corner, you know, but waiting is the hard part. That's kind of how it was for me because I was basically just waiting. I wasn't like looking for a relationship, but I was like waiting, you know, like praying mm -hmm. and stuff. That was like the biggest thing for me. And then when I like met Max, I guess I was just like, well, God, if he's for me, let me, you know, pray about it and wait. And if he is, then, you know, it'll go from there. But if he's not, then, you know. So did you have like a final answer? to your prayer that you knew like, oh, yeah, how'd you know? Max. Like, this is my Max. It's She's not like, I still don't know. <laughs> She's like, I have, I have three to four months to figure this out. I'm still waiting. <laughs> 120 days. No, cause I was like, well, I mean, if he's the one, I guess then I wanted him. He's going to buy that diamond. Well, he did. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> I just well, got it back from that. Casey Penny today because I had to get a reset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you'll be you'll keep on doing that for many years to come. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, sorry, keep going. Um, well, I guess praying is like the biggest thing because I was like, well, if he's the one for me, then um, I was like, well, let him make the first move with like you know asking me out or talking to me and like like something like that, and like that ended up happening. So I was like. Okay, but I you know, still continued praying about it to make sure like. She's like, wait, are you sure this is, mm -hmm. I don't know. But then like, even before we started dating, I just had a feeling inside me that I already knew that he was gonna be the one. Oh, <laughs> so it is a feeling. I had, I had the same feeling when I started talking to Alina. She, I already made my mind up before I even started yeah, talking to her. Yeah, that's kind of how I was too. I, it's just. You just have that. You just have that gut feeling. feeling. Do you not pray about it? Do you right there? Exactly that. I think that a big part in that is it has to, before that feeling ever comes, before that confirmation ever happens, there has to be a lot of devoted prayer and trusting mm -hmm. in God. Because I think someone could be listening to that and being like, well, I've had that feeling before and it failed. And then I had it again and it failed. And then the next week I had it again and it failed. And it's like, okay, okay is that your feeling or is that God working in you? Is that God showing you something or is that you just hoping for something to happen and you're just kind of looking for it, you know? And I really do. I, I love what you, you keep bringing up the fact that you were praying, you know, you were praying and you were waiting because you understood that at the end of the day, it's in God's hands. And, and if his plan is for both of you to be together, then he's going to make it work out that way. And, and he's going to push Max in the right way. And he's going to direct both of your paths in a way that'll make that happen. And as much of like, I don't know, I know it's a, it's not the best answer to give to someone who might be in a place where they're like kind of hopeless right now because it doesn't necessarily answer your problem. But in reality, it really is the best, best answer. It really is the best thing to do is, is pray, pray and, and continue to grow your own relationship in Christ so that when that day does come and God answers your prayers, one, you'll be confident about it because you'll know that this is God answering my prayers. And two, you're going to be spiritually prepared to take on another person, which kind of leads me into my next question for you two. Have you guys had any thought about the fact that you're going to have to live with another messed up person? Like, 
a person who has mistakes, who has annoying habits, who has, who has, who might have, you know, we're going to be honest, who might have some sort of sins that they don't, you know, they're just little things that they might have a problem with and they need to outgrow or something. Have you guys had any thoughts about that? I have because I am also a messed up person. No, I am. Pre- um, yeah, you're pretty messed up, dude. <laughs> I think you're all right. <laughs> you can be, you know, buffed out a little bit here and there, but you all right. <laughs> Some bondo. You're like a '98 Accord from Copart Auction. You know, it's like it came in a little smashed, but fixed up. Looks good. Runs good. Reliable. Clean title. <laughs> <laughs> no, <that> rebuilt. <laughs> rebuilt by Christ. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Reborn. It's a completely new car. No, I'm just kidding, Max. You're like a 2019 Accord. Maybe not a 2021, but 2019. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying, Max. <laughs> we're like distracting him. Yeah, Alex. He was like, he was getting. Now he's thinking like, about Accords. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about how you're messed up and. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty much it. Oh, okay. I mean, that I you are. Yes, but at the end of the day, like you love this person, you know, like you guys could end up praying together about things that you guys don't see, you know, right in each other or something or something that you guys need to work on either together or by yourselves or something. So question kind of two, did you guys really start mar- pre-marriage counseling? And are uh, you going to do anything? We're starting next year. Well, next right, year. A- right after New Year's pretty much. Okay. All right. Um, so here's another question then. Um, is there anything in each other that you see that you want to change after you get married? You don't have to. Here, dude. You don't have to say anything. It doesn't have to be deep. I'm just, okay, let's just keep it basic. Does he chew loud? (laughs) Do you like his facial hair? Bro, keep the beard. I like it trimmed. (laughs) No, you gotta let him grow it out. (laughs) See, that's your first red flag, Max. I do like it. I just like it. There's no going back. No, it's okay. I tell him that though. How about this? We'll make it a little easier. Have you had like uh, a disagreement on something? You can keep the details out, but disagreement on something where you had to work it through together to solve it. Something major? No. Doesn't have to Which be Which is kind of like, not really scary, but like, you know, it could probably come at some point. Mm-hmm. So maybe all those little, like through all those little arguments or whatever. And you can be prepared for whenever something big comes. Yeah. Have you guys had any big disagreements with your white spouse? No, we had a bunch. Christmas decorations. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm tying it all <laughs> in this whole conversation, dude. It's a little thing. Okay? There's a reason he was venting about if, it. Earlier. If that is a big disagreement for you guys, then I can't imagine what a real big disagreement. <laughs> I, I don't think me and my wife had a big disagreement yet. We've had plenty of small ones. But um, I think to some degree, it might be healthy to have small disagreements because you guys are two different people, two different mindsets. And a lot of things you should think alike, right? Because you are, like you said, you are bonding to each other and you guys are becoming one with Christ being the thing that unifies you guys together. But uh, to some degree, it's, it's okay to have different opinions as long as you don't see the other person as the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. So just, um, I don't want to, like, I just said, I don't want to turn this into a counseling session, but I know that there were times that I might've overstepped that line and kind of be like, why can't you just agree with me? But now we've learned to kind of like step over that. And we say that in a joking ma- fashion towards each other. So we have like these little inside jokes about like, why can't you just 
agree with me. Okay, and we just part ways. Well, and a, a huge part of this is obviously that your relationship with Christ comes first. Mm -hmm. And we're not just saying that because it definitely is scriptural too, you know, and we're covering Ephesians on our more weekly schedule and we're gonna get to it, but Ephesians five, husbands love your wives. That's not the end, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. There is a direct correlation between marriage and our relationship with Christ and Christ's relationship to, to, to the church. There is, marriage is like just as instilled into this planet as, as anything else is like, that was one of the, if that was the very first thing that God like commanded upon his people when he created Adam and Eve, like marriage is just as much part of this creation as, as the air we breathe. You know, it's, it's something that God intended from the very first day till the very last. And, and his own son is the example that he uses of that. Um, and so of course it goes without saying that in a relationship, your relationship with Christ comes number one, I would say, and if you guys disagree, correct me if I'm wrong, but even above your own spouse, your relationship with him has to be the first and foremost thing. But by doing that, by prioritizing Christ, you're actually gonna prioritize your spouse more because the more you grow in Christ, the more you learn how to be everything your spouse would want you to be. Christ is the one who teaches us how to be humble. He's the one who teaches us how to, how to take our own ego and put it down. He's the one who is the perfect example of mercy and grace. All the things you would want out of your spouse, he is the one who will teach you that. So what do you guys think? Alex, you've been quiet. I like uh, that one thing you both brought up. You both mentioned it, um, being involved in ministry. And I kind of wanted to bring that into the perspective here because you were both maybe at one point, not even you know looking for a partner. Um, like Karina said, she was mostly, you know, praying about it, but she was involved in ministry and kind of just living, living a life for Christ, uh, devoted to him. And then Max, I'm sure was doing the same thing, but one of you, um, decided that it's time to move on to the next thing, but you never dropped the original idea of serving Christ. And the cool thing about it is both of you actually mentioned that you both were involved in ministry still as you were talking. And so the reason I bring this up is because um, if you keep serving Christ and reading about him and loving him as one of your things that you do together, maybe not even together, but you can't come from both doing that and you continue doing that and you're still doing that while you're getting ready to get married, um, even though it's such a huge and fast time period of your life, your relationship, getting ready to have the big day, but you're still taking time to be involved in ministry. I think that's an important thing to any young couple, to any two people that are getting together that want God in between them is be involved, stay busy and serve Christ in any way that you can. Um, I think that like Mark said, will help you grow your relationship together. And when you do that together, the problems that you may have are always gonna be down here compared to your ministry. So if you keep your ministry up here and your relationship up here, all these problems, they'll be so minuscule that you'll be able to most of the time just solve them and move on. You know, sometimes it'll take months, sometimes it'll take weeks. It might even take a day, it might be something quick and easy, but it'll still take your effort from both. Just don't lose the sight. Um, don't lose the reason why you're here, why God put you here. 
And I think that's one cool thing that you guys mentioned that um, I would definitely agree with. Yeah, I do like the passage that Mark brought up. I definitely made a note of it for myself as well about uh, how he says, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And if you continue reading throughout, he kind of gives into more detail about you know the fact that he did everything, Christ did everything that needed to be done for the church. He didn't do it for himself. He did it for the church so that he might present it as holy, sanctified, cleansed, right? It's up to the church to be obedient, you know, to Christ and make sure that they follow through with that. But he laid all the building blocks for that to happen. And um, I think for us husbands as well, and, you know, those getting ready to be husbands, those that might be in a relationship right now too, uh, you know, be that kind of husband or prepare yourself to be that kind of has already start taking steps so that, you know, either your significant other or your spouse, you do everything you can to present them holy, sanctified, cleansed for Christ. But of course, the only way you will be able to do that is if you yourself know how to do that, which is again, going back on what Mark said earlier, is you diving into scripture and, uh, pushing your own relationship with Christ, making sure that that is in line. Uh, going off of that same verse, when it talks about that Christ sacrificed Himself for us, uh, what are what are some things that like I guess husbands have to sacrifice, or like spouse has to sacrifice for the other? What do you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we we might have our answer. Yeah, I mean, well, you, what do you think as someone well, who is preparing for this? What like, are you willing to sacrifice? One thing definitely that everybody must sacrifice at some point is probably pride. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a big one. That was yeah. definitely not my answer, but that's a good Have one. you guys had to like do that? Has that happened in your, you know, your relationship not, so far? Will. Having to sacrifice, not necessarily pride, but just in general, have you guys had to experience like sacrificing your own desire or whatever for, for the other person? Yeah. Any examples? Yes. Do you think you became more humble as you started being together? Or do you prioritize yourself less? <laughs> Would you say you know, prioritize you don't really yourself? Think about yourself as much. Yeah. That's true. That's true because now you have another person that relies on you in some form, in some way, right? So And that you rely on too. Yeah. So I think I think like both of you probably felt at one point I can't just think about myself anymore. It has to be another person. So a lot of people say that would like for you guys specifically since you're in this stage you know you're this very lovey-dovey kind of blissful emotional kind of roller coaster it's fun and scary at the same time and a lot of like at least my parents always say like everything's like in this pink shade of love that they see like through this lens of everything's in the pink shade and all they see is just the love between each other they don't really care about the world around them so and supposedly once you get married that lens kind of goes away. Turns to black. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get punched in the Sorry, eye. Sorry, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, technically, yeah, because she's taking my last name, so it'll be... Oh! <laughs> Yo. Yo, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that pink lens, you know, or that lovey-dovey kind of fa- stage, to some degree, it goes away. To some degree, it changes after you get married, right? But to some degree, it kind of goes away. So are you guys kind of scared for your relationship or maybe, you know, have that f- back fear in the back of your head that, that like your relationship might get some kind of maybe 
get hindered somehow after you get married or you don't have that kind of feeling at all? It's something that you might like have to expect that it's coming, but you also got to decide within yourself that you'll do no matter what it takes to keep the keep fire going. Together, yeah. Okay. That's good. It's a good answer. But yeah, definitely interesting. Um, I guess you can say that you can predestine that you'll be together. Oh. <laughs> Use the P word. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask one last question. I think we can both agree that we're going to stop grilling this couple because <laughs> putting you on the spot here. But one last question. Um, what is what is it that you two worry together about your future? Is there anything you're worried about? I think we all have worries about different things. Yes, I agree. What's one of <laughs> your worries? <laughs> What's one of your worries? It could be something small. It could be something big. Uh, I mean, you're pretty much worried about everything, like housing, kids. You know, how are you, you going to raise? Do you guys already come up with a number? How many kids you're going to have? Yes, and make it public. I don't, I don't have that many fingers on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be the Sprinter family, that's for sure. As the stars in the sky, <laughs> as the sand in the riding the train to church. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife just agreed that we would just stick to our lucky numbers. My lucky number is seven, and hers is twenty-eight. So Whoa. whichever <laughs> we kind of get to, that's a joke. Yeah, wow, we want to <laughs> keep that a little lower. Seven lower than seven or lower than twenty eight and six. <laughs> Both. <laughs> okay. So you said worry about everything. I think um, honestly, if somebody back in the day asked me, I would probably max. I'd give the same exact answer because um, at the stage that you're at, and even at the stage we're in, I mean, there's still a million things you could sit there and think about and keep up at night about and worry about. Um, at the end of the day, you have to as you rely on your partner, you have to also rely on Christ. And um, I was thinking of, I, I want to leave you guys a Bible verse. Again, this is not a marriage counseling session, but I want to leave you guys a Bible verse that um, I think we actually went over um, in this podcast before, but it kind of stuck to me. Um, in James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. And we kind of went into detail. I think we spent like a whole episode on those couple uh, verses right there. But um, I, I think we have to focus here on uh, wisdom and that we as humans, we will lack it at some point. Um, we will want to seek more of it. We, we will want to seek guidance. And I think when we pray to God to help us solve our, our problems and help us worry less, um, help us figure things out. At the same time, we want to ask for wisdom because wisdom is something that's going to help us as humans get through what we're getting through. That's somehow um, some way, one of the ways that God helps each one of us, right? He gives us the wisdom to get out of situations and to figure things out on our own. Um, because ultimately, as, as your parents let you out of the house, they expect you to have enough wisdom to live a life on your own now because you made that commitment, that step. So um, if any of you lacks wisdom, so all of us at some point will lack wisdom, but the good news is that God gives generously and without reproach, which means he pretty much never runs out of it. There's not just like a big, you know, water tower of wisdom for all humanity. And once it gets low, it gets low. No, God has unlimited amounts of it. And all he does is want to give it all to us. Um, I think we can all think back right away into Solomon um, and his life, right? All he asked for was wisdom to lead the people of Israel. And because he asked for that thing, God gave him much more than that um, because he, he, he really could have asked for anything. Um, God opened up 
you know, the genie bottle, as you can, you can say, God opened that up to him and said, anything you want. And he asked for wisdom. So wisdom is something that I, I kind of urge you and I urge all of us. I mean, we still do it. Just God help us, give us wisdom to figure out what to do here, because not all the time you're going to have an answer for everything. And most of the time you might have different answers for stuff. Um, once you ask for wisdom, once you ask for God's guidance, remember that he doesn't have a limited amount. He has an unlimited amount and it will be given him. That's what it says in James. Um, before we wrap up, I want to just give a chance for Karina and Max, starting with Karina, just a quick tidbit, just one piece of advice you want to give besides the obvious, we already mentioned prayer and reading the Bible. I think those two, everyone kind of knows about, but just something other than that, any piece of advice in terms of getting, you know, ready for that big day, um, with your significant other, just, just quick 30 second piece of advice. I'd say probably like good communication. And I mean, even though like things around might be stressful, don't try to like stress each other out mm -hmm. in the midst of it. Okay. Communication and keep the stress levels low. Max, you got anything? Yeah. Uh, you kind of have to not forget. Blah, blah, blah. Hold on. I forgot, I forgot how to English. <laughs> Words kinda are hard. kind of going off of what uh, Karina said before where you have to pray and wait. But another tip of advice I can give is to also try to work on yourself and pray to God, ask him like how you can improve upon yourself so you can be that better spouse, be that better person to uh, whoever God has prepared for you. Yeah, it's a good piece of advice. Yeah. yeah. We, we have had a great pleasure of having you guys here and I think it, it was a pretty cool idea to do. Um, especially with a lot of the crowd that listens to us and that really um, kind of pays attention to what we're doing um, is a lot of younger people. And ultimately, each one of us will get to a step where we want to continue on to the next uh, part of life and have a relationship with somebody. So it's really good to have to know that there's others like you um, that are in that stage that are also preparing. Uh, and it's good to have a community where you can you know, talk to those people. So I, I also encourage like anybody that knows Max and Karina and, and sees them, come up to them, talk to them sometimes, you know, they might actually ask you something, you never know. Uh, it could be an exchange of, um, exchange of ideas and just, I, I would recommend obviously, um, keep Bible, keep Bible learning, Bible reading in your guys' uh, one of our highest priorities. Um, also, we didn't really get into this too much, so I'm just going to kind of mention it and wrap up. Um, you going into the topic of ministry, um, don't ever think that ministry is something that's more important than your spouse, than your partner, because there's going to be hundreds of times where you're going to have to put ministry to the side and figure out what's going on between you. Um, ultimately I only speak from experience. There's been times where I put my ministry so high that I was not really paying attention to, you know, the, the things my wife was going through worrying about because I was just too busy. I'm serving God. I'm serving God. Nothing more is important. Not realizing that the person with me is the most important thing too. So, um, don't ever be afraid to put ministry aside because God will never hold that against you to say, Oh, you don't serve me anymore. You're trying to you know, be closer to your wife. Don't ever think that. I think those, if we get those thoughts, they're mostly from the devil trying to separate us from our spouse. So um, keep that in, keep that in your mind. And for those listening, also take example 
I guess, from this uh, awesome couple. We wish you guys the best, and uh, we're really glad that you came on with us and we're able to kind of open up a little bit. I know there's a busy schedule, a lot going on. Um, there's a lot of worries you guys have, but it, it was nice having you guys here and that we could all talk. Do you have any last words before we pray? No? Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you for Come again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll wrap up with prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for um, giving us this wonderful time. Thank you for giving us the thoughts that were flowing through this table. And um, we ask all together as a group, Lord, that you please bless Max and Karina and their plans and their ambitions. And you solve all their worries. You give them wisdom, Lord, and you help them prepare for what's to come. And let them focus on you. Let them focus on scripture and focus on each other so that they may better each other, Lord, and bless them throughout everything. And... Um, we pray for their families and we pray for all of us as well, Lord. Be with us. Let us continue this ministry. And those, uh, most importantly, who are listening, Lord, who are trying to grow in you, who maybe have steps coming up in their life where they want to start a relationship, let them uh, take some of these notes into consideration, Lord. And let us always be with you and look up to you. Thank you for all that you do. May your name be praised. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope God was able to speak to your heart. So now you can go and share it with others. Feel free to leave any questions, prayer requests, or blessings. Join us on Instagram and share our podcast with others. And remember, always keep your heart in scripture.